matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? Why? Don't we make you laugh? Aren't we? Come play with us, Danny. Bad luck to kill a seabird. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Trashmouth, and this week, my guest is the one and only Dan Coderre, guitar player for the band Set Your Goals. Now, before we get into this week's podcast, I just want to say a super quick special shout-out and happy anniversary to my wife, Lauren. Today is October 13th, 2020, when this episode is dropping, which marks three years for us uh, being married. And I just want to say uh, you've been amazing, and she's my biggest supporter for sure. I wouldn't be doing this podcast without her, but... She's not a huge horror fan, but she uh, a few that she loves is is The Silence of the Lambs, and uh, she does like Jeepers Creepers as well. And I know it's not necessarily horror, but me and her disagree on uh, which Donnie Darko cut is better. She's a Director's Cut fan, and I'm an OG Cut fan. So, so I just want to say happy anniversary to her, of course. And then the usual, go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And here's the interview. Can you hear me now? I can now, sir. How's it going, man? Good, man. How about you? Not too bad, man. Just hanging in there. Uh, just put my daughter to sleep and uh, stoked for a, for a cool interview, man. Thank you for hitting me up about this. I rarely get hit up for interviews and definitely never like any that are uh, this cool. So I'm stoked. No, definitely, man. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, if you don't mind, let's start out with talking a little bit about, you know, how you set your goals came together. Yeah, man. Uh, God, back in, what was it, 2003, 2004? Um, it was mostly just started with Jordan and uh, he uh, wanted to just kind of do a kind of pop punky hardcore band. He and, and uh, Mikey had already been playing in a band called uh, Time for Living that I was kind of in at one point too. So Mikey and Jordan just kind of started jamming and then Matt joined the picture. Some other people, I mean, we had a huge revolving cast kind of early in the day. And then they uh, they asked me if I wanted to play. And one thing led to another. Finally, we got uh, a demo together and, and played some shows. And it kind of just took off. And uh, I was in it for the first year. I stopped playing with them right before they signed a eulogy and did Mutiny, just because I couldn't really make the commitment to tour full time. Yeah. And then uh, the guy, Dave, who took my place, actually ended up quitting two years later, right before going to Japan and Australia. And the band asked me if I wanted to just fill in and kind of just snowballed from there. I just kept filling in for tours for, for like the beginning of 2008. And then I just rejoined the band and then I was in it full time. Hell yeah. And who doesn't want to go to Australia, right? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't get that one, man. I was like, yo, go to Australia and Japan, like, for free and play shows, hang out with my friends. Like, it was a no-brainer. I wasn't really doing anything much of the time. So I went and rest is history. Oh, yeah. And you guys reunited in, like, 2015, if I'm not if I'm mistaken. But uh, and you guys have just done some live shows. Do you have any, you know, plans to do a new album or anything like that? Or is, or is you guys, are you guys just going to do some more like, uh, you know, festivals and live runs and stuff like that yeah you know everything's sort of just like kind of been on hold for for the time being we all just have our own lives and i have a family 
Junior has one. Mikey's got his woodworking business. Matt's just recently moved back to the Bay Area. Jordan's, uh, I don't know what Jordan's up to at the moment. And <laughs> Joe, Joe was living in San Francisco, but yeah, I don't know. We've kind of just, we've kind of just been doing our thing. And if, if some shows kind of come up, then, then we'll do them. No tours. Cause we just don't really have the time for that. And yeah. as far as an album, you know, we've, we've kind of thrown out, we've thrown out some ideas and kind of talked about it, but just nothing's really like come together. So yeah. we're kind of, you know, we're just like, like I said, we're just sort of doing our thing. And of course now, you know, nobody's doing anything. So. Yeah. Especially uh, being so spread apart like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, even, even back in our full-time touring days, we were always kind of, as soon as we were off the road, it was just like everybody scatter. Yeah. It's like a bunch of roaches. Once, you know, once, once the lights of reality kind of hit us, we all just sort of scattered into our little like hiding holes until it's time <laughs> to go on tour again. So uh, other than uh, building a family, do you have any other projects that you're working on other than set your goals? Or is that just kind of, you know, your only uh, musical thing? It doesn't have to be a musical project either if you have any other thing that you want to promote. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I have a job and I'm a guitar teacher and the music director at the School of Rock here in Atlanta. Um, that's kind of been my like, that's like a part-time job. Mm. You know, being a dad is, is definitely a full-time thing. That's kind of been the main thing. Thank I've you. wanted to kind of get some projects going, but it's just, man, being a dad is, it's like, it's like a full on, it's a full on thing. Yeah. Um, so I just haven't been able to, but lately, you know, being, being at home so much, I've definitely been playing plenty of guitar and I've built my pedal board back up and all sorts of things. So I'm like, I need to do something. If I really wanted to send, you know, some tracks to friends and do something that way I could, but for the time being, it's just kind of been me and my lonesome just sort of playing guitar down here. Thank you. I don't blame you. Now, especially when you're trying to work uh, and, you know, like you said, be a dad, it's nice to have just, you know, set your goals every now and then to go play a show or a festival instead of trying to, you know, tour full time and stuff like that. Yeah, it was fun kind of, it, it's fun doing the weekend warrior thing every once in a while. Yeah, no, definitely. So we can jump into the movies, man. Uh, Cool. Now, if you want to tell me your relationship with horror movies growing up, I know you said you're not a huge horror movie fan. You're more into like the psychological thriller type, but uh, just tell me like growing up, what was your relationship with them? And, you know, do you have any memories that you'd like to share? I mean, growing up, I definitely watched almost all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, I remember. Um, Thank you. The Friday the 13th. Uh, I would say one of my favorites from the genre growing up, was uh, Return of the Living Dead. That's that's a great one. Hell yeah. Especially, you know, with like the punk crew in it, like that was kind of relatable. And yeah. it's a fun movie. Like you can't, you can't like watch that and not have just a good time. I remember watching Night of the Living Dead for the first time when I was probably like 11 or 12 because my dad was like, this is the scariest thing ever. And I was like, eh, I guess this is scary, but it's easier to kind of put like yourself back in like a time frame. And be like, okay, I guess when this came out, like it was pretty shocking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like I like I like kind of the 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 make you think, kind of mess with your mind sort of movies. Um, Jacob's Ladder is is high on my just all time list. And as far as anything like even just horror related, that one definitely definitely tops out. It's just it's it's not you know scary and in, in the traditional horror sense but it definitely is one of those things where scenes in that have just stuck with me my whole life 
I remember yeah. my dad going to see it and it came out, I think like either 90, 91. And he said he went to see it. And from the first, one of the first scenes when Tim Robbins looks down and there's just like a tentacle sticking out of this dude's leg. On the yeah. <laughs> my dad was like, that was it. That was enough for me. And he's like, I walked out of the movie. I was like, huh? Like this must be pretty intense. And I ended up watching it not long after, probably like when I was like 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. And I saw the whole thing through and I was like, this movie is amazing. Like, this is so my kind of thing. Even then I was like, I'm all about this. I told my dad, I was like, that movie's incredible. You know, he's like, I couldn't sit through it. <laughs> um, yeah. So that one's definitely up there. And of course, like the evil dead trilogy is, is up there too, for me, it kind of oh, the yeah. same reason for the return of the living dead. Like it's just a great time. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm all about like, I'm all about the gore and the splatter. Like that's cool and all, but like, I like something to kind of like back it up. And especially like Evil Dead 2 is all about that. Cause when he starts to just lose his mind and, and gets really goofy, that's when it just kind of like, it, it nabs me. And of course, Army of Darkness is a classic. Yeah, like when he grabs himself out of the mirror in uh, Evil Dead 2 and he's just like talking to himself. Yes. Like you dude, cut your I girlfriend's head off. <laughs> yes, I love, that's one of the best scenes. And then when he's, when he's chasing his hand around, like it's undeniably great. Yeah. No, I love that. Uh, to go back to Jacob's Ladder, uh, one of your favorites, spoiler alert, going ahead if nobody's seen it. Do you mind unpacking that one? Because that's one that I've seen, like at least what you, like how you interpret the end, because that's one I've only seen like maybe once, you know, forever ago, but I've never really dived into it. But I want to see like what you think about, you know, what the whole movie meant pretty much. I'm, I mean, it's, it's got some good lessons if, if you can look at it that way. And yeah, spoiler spoiler alert for anybody who's not trying to, you know, get spoiled. Mm. Um, so it ends up that the whole thing is just uh, basically Tim Robbins dying. And he's, he's trying to kind of hang on to his life. And he's got this sort of helper guardian angel, I guess you could call him, in, uh, in a great, great role by uh, Rest in Peace, Danny Aiello. And it says, you know, if, if you're if you're trying to hang on to life and you're not willing to let go, you're going to be seeing demons rip you away when when you're trying to die. But once you've made peace, it'll be angels lifting you away. And I think it's just, you know, I, I, I appreciate that because, you know, it's you know, life is life is precious, but you have to you have to let go at some point. Yeah. Um, and two, there's there's you know, there's kind of. Social political i'll just say vietnam war commentary on it too and there was you know there have been definitely you know uh reports of of soldiers being tested on and that's what this is about too you know that that guys got tested on in that war and uh you know big spoiler that tim robbins ends up getting killed by a fellow american soldier and Mm -hmm. they all just got kind of tested on with this with this chemical and they all just sort of go crazy and start killing each other and that's that's what it's all about so it's it's a little heavy in that in that respect too as he's kind of going through all these visions he's having as he dies he kind of reconnects with with a bunch of his soldier buddies and they're like yo like they did something to us so more than just even really like a psychological thriller it's it's got it's got some uh some commentary some political commentary on it too so it's, you know, it's kind of an all around, just like, in my opinion, 
well done, well fleshed out, engrossing. And I gotta say, there are scary parts. There, I've seen that movie. I mean, at this point, more times than I can remember. There's yeah. never a time when, after I watch that movie, I can turn off all the lights in the house and just go to sleep. Yeah, like, it's crazy how compelling that movie is, and like, really, the only real things that happen in it are the first like few minutes and the last few minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of my favorite scenes is when uh, his girlfriend, played by Elizabeth Pena, just sort of like kind of gets in his face real quick and is like, what's wrong with you? Or I can't remember exactly the line, but like mm. her, her eyes are all black and he just like freaks out and pushes her away. And it's like, that's a good like jump scare moment there too. So anybody who's kind of into those, like it's got, it's got a few of those also. Yeah. All the little subtle uh, horror things in there really make that movie. Cause it's like, like you said, uh, the person on the train having a tail. And then when they're like dancing and stuff, he sees like that big ass, uh, like I heard somebody reference it as a Satan's dick. <laughs> yeah. But and like later on when he's kind of like in the, like the depths of like that, like it's like insane asylum and yeah. like, you just see dudes like gyrating and like shaking around. Like that always just messed with me. Yeah. There's some good outtakes too, where uh, the guy he, he was helping him, who's helping him out tries to kind of like remove like the, the chemical from his body and that's kind of a cool outtake scene. Mm. It gets pretty intense and just kind of a lot of sensational kind of like uh, jarring sounds and some kind of cool visuals in that. So if anybody's you know gets a chance to to watch that, check out that uh, the outtake. Did you bother uh, with the remake that they made of it? I did not, man. I'll <laughs> I'll I'll get to it maybe at some point, but uh, I don't know. Remakes are usually not my thing. Another yeah. one that another movie that's not so much a thriller, but you know, kind of has a lot of like uh, political stuff and great cinematography was uh, Manchurian Candidate, and uh, the original is is another one of my favorites. And uh, I never saw the I never saw the remake though. I don't know. Like, there's a few scenes from the original that are so to me just so classic. Yeah. Like I don't know if like they can't if they can't nail that how they did that. And the and the OG like it's not worth it. Yeah, usually with a remake, if the trailer doesn't uh, show me anything that I really like, then I don't really give it a chance. And Jacob's Ladder trailer didn't really, you know, didn't seem to add anything to the story really for me. So I just I've never really paid attention to it. But uh, do you have any other like horror thrillers that you really enjoy? I know we spoke on some like uh, you know like eighties horror comedies, but since you like the you know psychological movies, is there any more of those that you really uh, enjoy? I mean, I'm really into like. I got a lot into like some a lot of sci-fi, especially like books. So yeah, I'm trying to think like I remember like Existence was one that I was really into um, that came out in the '90s with uh, with Jude Law, and that really reminded me of uh, of Philip K. Dick novels. And you know, anybody willing to kind of get into some of that reading, mm. definitely read Ubik because that's I would say Matrix and uh, all those kind of stuff. Inception really owe a lot to Ubik and just Philip K. Dick. You know, the Dune, Dune's a great book too. And so I'm, it hasn't come out yet, but like the movie that's going to be coming out soon is another one that I'm looking forward to, which yeah. I mean, speaking of not really remakes cause it's, you know, a, a film adaption, but you know, there've already been two, which are kind of, you know, I don't know. The David Lynch one is all right. 
Yeah. That's, that's another one, you know, David Lynch. David Lynch stuff is great. Yeah, I love Blue Velvet. That's probably my favorite uh, David Lynch movie. And then, Absol of course, Twin Absolutely. Peaks. Wild at Heart's another great one. Not really, more of just kind of a, I don't know, mess you up kind of violent thriller, but that's a great one. But Blue Velvet's the one for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Do you, uh, shit, you were speaking about a movie right before we spoke about the David, oh, no, Dune, sorry. The Dune uh, movie coming up. Have you seen any of like the steals and stuff from that? And uh, I think it's Del Dennis Villanueva doing it. Uh, I have I have seen it and I'm very excited. There's a big cast too, man. There's lots yeah. of people in that. Javier Bardem, I'm stoked for him. Zendaya's in it. Uh, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin's in it. Yeah, um, Jason Momoa's in it. Like it's gonna, it's I, I'm I'm really excited for it. I have I'm I'm a little cautiously optimistic, mostly just because. It's a big endeavor. Like anybody who's yeah. read that, and I had a couple friends actually. I told to check it out. Um, it's a it's a big heavy book, heady book too. It's seriously like it's almost like tripping acid, like reading that book. <laughs> like, that's the easiest way to to describe it. But yeah, it's it's intense. So the you know the David Lynch version, it it has its merits. It's it's cool for what it is. It's not how I picture things, but I appreciate it. The sci-fi channel one, like, nah. Um, and, you know, I've read, let's see, I've read the first four books in that series. So up through and including uh, God Emperor of Doom. And I actually really enjoyed the third book, Children of Doom, the most. Um, mm. It would be cool if they could if they could take on, like, more of the series. Oh, there's, there's a lot of sci-fi uh, series like that I'd, I'd enjoy seeing versions of like ring world would be a cool one i'm a big lovecraft fan too but yeah have you seen that new uh sci-fi horror movie underwater that just came out recently with kristen stewart no i've not i'll have to check that one out no I, yeah i like hardly any time for movies these days man my my wife is not a horror fan at all so yeah when we watch movies like after our daughter goes to bed like it's got to be something we can both agree on no, I feel you. My wife doesn't like horror either. So most of the time I wait for her to crash or whatever before I get to watch like a horror movie. So a lot of times I end up revisiting uh, favorites instead of watching new ones like I should. But going forward, uh, I have some questions that like kind of mix the music and horror movies a little bit. If, you know, if say Set Your Goals did do a new record and you guys were doing uh, a brand new music video and somebody came up to you and said, hey, I want to do like a short film version of a horror movie, but in a remake for a music video, what horror movie would you choose? And like, how would you want to do it for a music video? Let's see what horror movie. I mean, let's go with, uh, with evil dead too, man. And the, yeah. the cabin in the woods, that would be a fun one. Yeah. I could see, I I'd be, you'd have to get me dressed up as a deadite. That would be a lot of fun. Matt would have to be, uh, the girlfriend dancing around without her head. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that would be a good one. And I think I think just kind of like a retelling of that, you know, we definitely have a couple of us in in the in the basement trying to trying to get out, you know, it's screaming dead at dawn, uh dead by dawn. Um Yeah. That would be a good one. Hell yeah. And do you have a uh, real quick while we're still on the Evil Dead. I know we talked about a few scenes, but do you have like a real favorite scene from that that like sticks out? The hand scene is definitely is definitely your favorite? Yeah, the him, him with his girlfriend in the in the shed 
is another one where he's got the head on like the little uh like the holder or whatever yeah and then she's kind of like and she sort of reverts back to her normal self says please ash don't i love you and he's like what and then then she just kind of turns back to the dead eye and just laughing at him um i'd say yeah the hand scene and, and the shed scene Hell yeah. Did you uh, ever know that uh, behind the scenes, you know that Ted Raimi plays one of the Deadites, the one that comes up from the, um, she, she has a name, but I can't think of it, but the female one. I think uh, Henrietta is her name. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's uh, Ted Raimi. And uh, apparently there's like a part where he is on top of Ash or something like that. He's on top of somebody. And when he comes up, there's like liquid that comes out of his ears. That was really Ted Raimi's sweat from like all the stuff on top of him, like all the latex and stuff, just making him hot as shit. Oh, gross. (laughs) I think he like hit somebody in the mouth. It was either Dan Hicks or it was, uh, you know, Bruce Campbell, but I I can't remember. But nice. so my uh, next question is kind of the same thing, but with an instrument, you know, if you could get a custom instrument or like an amp or amp cabinet or anything like that, that was like uh, customized in a horror movie fashion, what horror movie would you get? And like, how would you get it customized? Dude, man, gotta go same, same movie, man. Gotta get that, that, uh, the hand uh, buzzsaw. Hell yeah. You know, like get that as, as or the hand chainsaw, the chainsaw guitar, man. Yeah. Like, that, would, that would be perfect there. It'd be fun to do. You could do like I don't know how well it actually may translate, but if we could do like like um, speaker cabinet uh, screens with like the cabin painted on it, or uh, or actually maybe like with the the Necronomicon uh, painted on it would be pretty cool. Hell yeah! You could do like a uh, like a cool backdrop with the cabin on it, and try and do it in a way that like, or you see like some bands with like different backdrops. And so when like different light shows are going on, like a different one gets illuminated. So you could have like the cabinet or the cabin on one, on one backdrop and then maybe like the haunted tree or something on another one. And then finally when like, you know, he, he opens up the portal with the Necronomicon, that could be like kind of the finale of the show or something. Yeah. That'd be cool. Oh yeah. No, you could always have like the last one be like, you know, the final scene of, uh, the movie where he's in the Army of Dark, uh, where he's finally in Medieval Times, and he like holds yeah. up the boomstick or whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, there you go. Hell yeah! So, do, uh, my next question is: Would you ever want to score a horror movie? I don't know if you know that's something that you feel like you'd want to take on, but you know, even if it was just like set your goals, like writing music to a horror movie, or like you actually taking it on and just you know writing all the instruments to it, uh, is that something you'd want to do? Dude, that would be awesome. I would, I would like, I don't really play keys, but I would definitely get yeah. some kind of like keyboard set up too. Um, I, uh, I think I have enough pedals too to like make some cool, like some cool music on guitar too. Yeah. Just hook a, like a keyboard up through my pedal setup. Um, I have some pretty cool like reverb and delay stuff going that would be cool. Like get like a tremolo pedal too, to like make like real, like real short, quick blasts on it. Like a do, 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 do would be, would be fun. I would definitely uh, score a horror movie. That would be awesome. Hell yeah. And what kind of uh, subgenre would you like to do? Would you want to do like a slasher or would you want to take on like a sci-fi, like uh HB Lovecraft, you know, adaptation style? Something definitely more like the sci-fi stuff. So you can get some, like some cool ambient, like music going on, yeah some parts but then also like once it gets time for like intensity like you you know crank on some distortion or something to really like make it loud and heavy hell yeah 
Now, before I ask you uh, the final question, is there any other movies that you want to mention or anything that you really enjoy uh, that we haven't talked about? Oh, God, what's, what might be another one? I'm trying to think. I mean, not to put you on the spot, if you don't have one, that's fine as well. I just didn't want you to regret not bringing up one. You know what I mean? No, I hear you. I appreciate it. Um, I don't know. I can only really think of like just some of my actual favorite movies. I guess my favorite movie is Brazil, uh, the Terry Gilliam movie. And that's kind of more in the realm of like sort of heady satirical sci-fi. Yeah. If anybody hasn't like checked that one out, I definitely recommend that. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I'm like, I say, I'm not the biggest horror dude. Like I like stuff that does kind of make me think, but uh, yeah, Brazil for anybody who hasn't checked that, I guess that's a little something different for maybe for some of the listeners. If it's not actual horror. Hell yeah. And no, that's one thing is uh, I do usually ask, you know, uh, what is your all time favorite horror movie after the memories question? But since we discussed uh, prior to the interview that your favorite was Jacob La- Jacob's Ladder and then you kind of said that it was your favorite. That's why I didn't ask that question. But, but no, hell yeah. So my final question is uh, for you. Do you have any horror stories of your own, you know, from either being on the road or just something, you know, supernatural that might have happened to you, you know, uh, or that you felt that was supernatural happened to you? Sure. Yeah. I got, I got some stuff. Like I was always that dude, like when we were on tour, you know, like playing a say like, you know, famous ones like the rave in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, or, and we, uh, we drove through Kansas. So we tried to go to like stole Kansas a couple times. I was that dude who was like, not really down. And I think it's more just cause I really actually believe in that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like, Anytime we played the rave, which was a handful of times, like people would be like, let's go down like and check out like the pool or anything and like in the dark. And I was like, I'm not going down there because I'll be that guy who like sees like, you know, like a kid like holding his head in like the corner or something (laughs) mess up like that. And like, you know, that'll be the end of like my psyche. I'll have a meltdown. When we went like through Kansas, like I guess we found like some the graveyard that's famous there, but like the dudes got out and like me and one of the other guys, I won't put him on the spot. So <laughs> I'll keep his name secret if he, if he didn't want to, but we just stay, we're like, man, I ain't into that. Like I believe in that stuff. I'm not trying to go like run through any graveyard in the middle of the night. Like I'm cool. And yes, yeah, cause I believe that stuff. One thing that did happen to me once though, my dad and I uh, lived in this like, like loft uh, warehouse in Oakland, California when I still lived there. Mm-hmm. We moved there in 97 and uh if any of you heard of like if you know of like the ghost ship fires that happened a couple of years ago which was really terrible when a bunch of a bunch of kids just got stuck in a warehouse there during a party and it, it burned down it's the same kind of place as that much more up to code but yeah. there had been a, in this place a fire um a few years before we moved into it and sure enough like one person did die and we knew about it. Like everything was up to code. Like we weren't too worried. Like they were, they were doing some work in one of like the back rooms and uh, you know, things went wrong, I guess, but we, we didn't really go into that room. Yeah. But one night and I had moved out of the place. I was living with my buddy in, uh, in Berkeley and uh, my dad was out of town. So I was there at, at his place with because we had a couple dogs and um just dog sitting mm-hmm. woke up in the middle of the night to just like banging on the whole building keep in mind like this building is like a ten thousand square foot building yeah and just like something was banging on it it's like two in the morning 
not just banging on the door because I looked out the window and like there's nobody banging at the door, but it sounded like someone's banging on the entire building. My dogs are freaking out, barking. I'm like completely disoriented because like I said, it's like two in the morning when this woke me up. Yeah. And it stopped after like 30 seconds or something and never found out what it was. But like we, uh, I think it might've had to do with some kind of, some sort of like spiritual force that might've been left over from that fire that killed the person. I don't know. Yeah. Never thought, never happened again. Never happened to my dad when he was living there. Um, I don't know what it was. It freaked me the hell out. I could barely sleep the rest of that night. When my dad came back like two nights later, I was like, never sleeping here again. <laughs> it, like, and he told me like there were a couple of times he thought he heard voices in there. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't mess with haunted places, man. Like, I just, I just don't like, I avoid them. Like, cause like I said, I believe in that kind of stuff. So yeah, I believe in it. I'm not trying to like experience it. Like I'll peace out from that, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll be long gone. So when that happened that night, that definitely like, just like that turned me all upside down. It was, oh, yeah. that's, as, been... that's as good as I can, as, as good as I can really come with anything like anything horror or supernatural related that happened to me, but yeah, it scared the hell out of me. Now nah, I fucking would have sold the building immediately myself. I'm not, uh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> right now nah, I'm gone, dude. Like, it's funny. Like when we, you know, we go through like stole and they're going through graveyards. I'm like, nah, I'm good, man. Like, <laughs> that, that ain't me. But uh, real quick before I let you go, did, were you uh, in the band when they played that uh, ECSC in Virginia beach that like went, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. Okay. That was, <laughs> That was a show, man. That was my wife and I actually were talking about that the other day. We were talking about when we flew in the Virginia Beach. Yeah, that was a wild set, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't know, and I don't know why. Like, I don't know why they thought to put that like catwalk yeah. out from the stage, but like kids, it's like that's just an invitation to stage dive. Which, yo, you know, we're all for that, but like. Man, that was just like nonstop crazy. And I remember like somebody was telling me like cops like arrested some dude or spray or pepper sprayed him. Like that was messed up, man. But I remember we played and we we're like, this is wild. And then <laughs> and then just like got shut down after that, right? Like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so us too to like just get something like that like shut down. I was talking with who was I talking? I was talking with a friend of mine because of uh rest in peace riley gale i yeah. posted just about how we played with with them and chromags and and south by southwest and that was a wild show like oh, yeah. talk, about, talk about a bill too like i felt like we had no business being there but like, <laughs> you know it's south by so like whatever but like you know their sets were wild and crazy too but like ours got cut short for some reason like <laughs> i'm like how y'all gonna cut like the pop punk bands like set short but i guess like i don't know we and when we played like we played another set uh either the next day or two days after that south by and it was just in like some random parking lot it wasn't even a venue it was just some yeah. random parking lot that like uh somebody built a stage on and like sure enough like two or three songs in like they just pulled literally they pulled the power on it we're running up a generator they're like nope we can't be having this we're like would y'all even book us for like 
it's weird. Like we always kind of that band that like things get so wild. Like people are like, nope, nope, can't have this. I'm like, this isn't even like that crazy. I've seen other bands play shows and like they play the whole thing. And for some reason, this like kind of random, just like pop punk band, just like gets the plug pulled on them. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. No, hell yeah. That's uh that ECSC show is like legendary around here for sure. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah, dude. I would love to just go back and play there again on the beach again. That was a wild time. Now I was about to say y'all need to get in that uh, something on the water or something out of the water now that Pharrell does in Virginia Beach. It's like an actual festival on the beach. Oh man, if if it's as wild as as that was that time, man, like we'll be banned <laughs> by the entire state of Virginia. I'll, yeah. have to, I'll have to drive around the place if I ever drive up <laughs> north from Atlanta. Yeah, make a ten-hour trip a sixteen-hour trip just because of right. uh, the law enforcement. <laughs> right man but now i appreciate you man uh hopefully after the covid stuff y'all will find your way to the east coast but do, uh do you do any like online lessons or anything that you'd want to promote or do you just do the like local lessons i just do locals man i have a okay. handful of students that i've just been doing doing lessons over zoom with and it's been working so oh yeah man i appreciate you coming on the show hey thanks for having me tim it's a good time and as usual, I just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as it'll be my first episode with multiple members on one episode with the guests being the one and only Jay Santiago and Logan Miano of the band Rhythm of Fear. So make sure you check that out. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go check out Loudmouth Threads who did this awesome original podcast start work. Just want to say happy anniversary again. Stay safe. <laughs>